The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. A little later on, we're going to dive into dialogue with a punch. Ah. Yeah. Why dialogue can easily go off the rails and turn into just a bunch of nonsensical garbage like mine used to. Remember? <laughs> oh. oh, man. The salad days. Yeah, the salad days. Wait, the salad days were good days. Oh, wait. So, not salad days. And it's time for some bragging here. So uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, Make My Damn Movie is in the top 10% of all podcasts globally. That is crazy. So you're welcome. (laughs) You are blessed with good luck to have the opportunity to hear such a fabu show. We allow you to listen to a globally popular podcast. Hey, they have great taste. That's right. So there you go. Another brag. You ready for this? I didn't tell you this. Uh, you don't might know like if I'm this. Ready. Well, you're ready. Okay. I hope you're ready. Strap yourself in. Okay. Stage 32, which mm-hmm. is a community for the entertainment industry pros and stuff like that, right? Ran a contest called That's a Movie. Oh. Okay. So it's a logline contest that had over 2,500 entries. Mm hmm. And that's a lot. Yeah. So what you do is you send in your log line along with your bio, which is essentially boiling down your entire career in one huge lie. Right. But anyway, (laughs) once you enter your log line, a panel of industry experts choose the best one and one of my screenplays won. (gasps) Now, I entered a couple of them. Uh Uh-huh. You guess which one won. All right. Which one won? Which one won? Which one do you think one best log line. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Hit Escape. No. What? I think you'll be surprised, but it's one we've said that we liked. It's the Pickle Hut. Really? I was shocked. I am shocked. And it's a woman producer yeah. who liked the log line. Wow, that's cool. So what happens is they have a panel of experts. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's three of them. And each one picks their top three, yeah, and then out of that top three, they pick the one they like the most, oh. and then the person that wins, me, uh-huh. gets a consultation with whoever they want within stage thirty-two. But I will pick her. Sweet, yeah, she always likes a lot. Already likes a log on. Damn right. You know what I mean. And what happened is that this makes me really want to discuss log lines again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I was listening to the back and forth because they do a online thing, mm-hmm. and they talk to the people. And I'll play it for you in a minute. Okay. Or not in a minute, but after we're done here. But I think the importance of a log line is so relevant. Oh, yeah. That we kind of gloss over it a lot of times. And when I was watching these experts talk about it, it's like, wow, you know, that's a good point because the log line is literally the knock on the front door. Exactly. So maybe next podcast we'll dive into log lines. And we've done it before. Yeah. Because mine are so good. Clearly, (laughs) they're good. 
but it really makes me want to work on my my log lines That's again. Really cool, you know what I mean? Congratulations! Yeah, it's well, I was pretty happy about that and surprised that it was the pickle hut. Yeah. Oh, I should read the log line to the pickle hut. Yes. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about it. So if that's a problem out there in podcast land, too bad. (laughs) So the pickle hut, here's the the log, the winning log line. Yeah. I redid it. So the one Uh, I sent in was the original one that I've had for a long time. And then I redid it. Oh. I reworked it. I know you're always reworking the log lines and the screenplays, but. So I'm going to read the one that won. Okay. Okay. The wicked dethroned pickle champion and her deviant granddaughters plot against the sweet young woman that took her title. Right. Okay. So that one won. Mm -hmm. Now. Here's what I reworked it. The Wicked Dethrone Best Tasting Pickle Champion and her deviant granddaughters plot against the sweet young woman that took her coveted title. Ah. So I added best tasting and coveted. coveted. Ah. So I don't know if that enhances it at all. Because the reason I did that is, again, from Stage 32, you can list your log lines, and some people had commented on the Pickle Hut's log line. Right. And a woman said, what pickle? What is it? Best tasting? Best looking? What? Go. What is it? And I thought, that's a good point. I like that point. So I added best tasting, and then I added coveted title just to that last punch. Yes. That it's really important to this woman. This, yeah. The, this the antagonist. Best pickles yeah. gotta be, you know, hers. Now, here's my concern with the Pickle Hut and a female reader or producer. Yeah. It's pretty graphic. Oh, it's a raunchy it's comedy. It's a raunchy comedy, but I would think the word deviant alone oh. would kind of right <laughs> spell that That's out. That's a pretty good description of the girls. Yeah, I think so. To begin with. Yeah, to begin with. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know. That's, you can pick whoever you awesome. want within the... The community. Yeah, but yeah, but I think I'd pick her. If you're able to pick, pick yeah, her. Because I have a 30-minute consultation with her, mm-hmm. as well as she'll read the script. She'll read any script I want Yeah, and consult about whatever screenplay I want. But I'm thinking, since she picked the Pickle Hut as a winner... Yeah, you know, she's got to like it. I, I'd like to see what her thoughts are on that. So. Yeah, that would be super interesting yeah. to just go from the log line to the actual to the screenplay and, and, and actually I'm, read that. Yeah, and I'm always like, you know, worried about that, you know? Like, what the heck? This, this is my mind. <laughs> ah, what do I do? But we'll see. Time will tell. All right. Oh, man. That's good. That's yep. good stuff. Okay, it's time now to bring in another screenwriter and see what's what. Here we go. Yahoo! All right, it's time for another... Writer's Roundup, yeah. where we find out what other people are doing to shine a, a spotlight on their projects and chat for a few minutes with them. And today we have Sunita from Sweden. Hello. Yes. Hi, Mark and Tom. Thanks for having me. Of Hello. course. We're so glad you could join us now. How, yeah, how long? How long have you been writing, Sunita? Well, I've been writing like on and off about two, three years. You okay. know, I've tried in, in the past in my 20s. It didn't really go that well, to be honest. You know, you have like other responsibilities. I was going to say you're So, distracted. you know, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. What got you yeah. interested in writing screenplays? Well, the thing is that I'm working on my own uh, future film. It's called Cosmopol. Mm-hmm. 
So it's about organized crime nice. uh, in Sweden cool. uh, and in Spain. So that's basically the uh, the thing that I've got going on right now. Okay, I have to back up here a second. Okay, so you're writing a screenplay about organized crime. Now, I don't think it's the norm for a woman to write it. I know, right? So, but so, that's awesome. So yeah. what got you interested in that particular subject? In that world? Well, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of uh, Scarface and, oh. you know, Goodfellas, those those kind of movies. Casino nice. is also one of my favorite movies. Just a passion for it, I guess. Organized crime is my thing. That's interesting. I found that myself. <laughs> I, I like that you said it's a passion because yeah. you have to have that yeah. passion, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I think in any subject that you kind of go into to write, you kind of have to have that uh passion for it absolutely so now as we speak you're sitting in sweden and my question is do you pitch your work primarily to your country or are you aiming at hollywood here in america that's also a a very hard question mark i'm hoping it gets like you know big but you you never know it's it's gonna be a a small budget movie so Mm -hmm. hopefully it's gonna be like an international hit i don't know okay no that's what you want you know that's like wishful thinking i don't know how it's gonna go but i'm you know i I cross my fingers it's gonna be good sometimes that happens it starts small Mm -hmm. and then word of mouth gets out there and then hollywood grabs you that's great now as a swedish screenwriter what does Mm -hmm. hollywood mean to you if anything well, it's about creative people over there that having mm-hmm. access to a lot of other creative people. It's a limitless vision for me. It's like you can create whatever you want. That's Hollywood for me. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, not having a budget to think about. Yeah. <laughs> you can just do whatever you want. For the most part, you're correct on yeah. that. Now, yeah. are your scripts primarily female centric other than I'm imagining the organized crime you never know, screenplay though. is not yeah. female centric or is it? Well, my script is actually uh, male-driven, so it's a male-driven kind of business. So I guess you have a female, females in this too, but but it's uh, primarily just male-driven. So yeah, it's male-driven. Now, how far are you into this screenplay or are you done with it and working on it? It's a work in progress right now, so yeah. So I always ask people this when they're working on screenplays. What page are you on? (laughs) Right. Well, right now I'm rewriting the whole script. Oh, so okay. the script? So, okay. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's like totally she's different. She's massaging yeah. it. Okay. Because, you know, as you know, when you write, it's you think it's going to be about one thing and then ends uh-huh. up into another whole completely different story. Correct. I am so, so glad now, that you yeah, said so right, rewrite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Most because most people don't. Yeah, I know, which which I kind of find weird. How can't you, like, go over your own writing? Yeah, I know? think that's an ego thing. I think a lot of people, they're I like, think I, so too, yeah, I'm so good, I'm so, so good, I'm done. And they yeah, never go yeah, back. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, that's why it's crap. Right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. I mean, the the first draft that I did, it was like it was so crappy. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Exactly. But now, yeah. And now I kind of kind of got a bigger picture and kind of like, "Oh, this is my vision. This is what comes out of this." And now it's getting interesting, like really mm-hmm. deep. Oh. So yeah. 
That's so I great. think you should at least do it three times, at least. Oh, at, oh, least. at least, please. Yeah, I go back yeah. and I go back and I go back, and yeah, every time this, I go back, time. every time I go back, it's like, wow, I did better this time. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the progress that you have to go through. Like, you can't just sit there and do like one draft and you think that you're you're Tarantino. Like that <laughs> exactly. doesn't really go. Like even Tarantino, he he takes his time. It takes like two three years sometimes. Oh, yeah. Even more, you know. Yeah, yeah. He went through millions of rough drafts of uh, pulp yeah. fiction. Yeah, it's a process. Like it's not a easy thing to do. Now, tell me about this Instagram thing you're trying to do. Oh, I'm trying to build a little community for all uh, creative people within uh, filmmaking. You know, actors, uh, agents, uh, producers. Well, anyone actually. Like even painters. I had one guy uh, yesterday that I would talk to. I saw him you know, painting. It's just like a little community I'm trying to build that we have a little uh, platform where we can just support each other and mm-hmm. uh, show our work to one another and keep track on one, each other. Now, how would it's, someone uh, get in touch with you with that? Well, my name is Sunita, K-W- underscore K-W-I. So that's where you can find me. So it's S-O-N-I-T-A underscore K-W-I. Exactly. Exactly. And do you have any other contact information you want to share with us? You can, yeah, Fair you enough. can find cool. me through uh, Stage 32 also. Okay, perfect. The same name. <laughs> Sonita KWI. All right, Sonita, exactly. thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank yeah. you All for right. having me, Mark and Sam. You, you guys are great. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All righty. Another Writer's Roundup in the books. Uh-huh. And uh, if you want to be on Writer's Roundup, go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com, go to the contact page, and you figure it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. They'll figure it out. Yeah, that and is, if they can't, they won't. Exactly. And you can also go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com if you'd like to send us a message. Exactly. And that's what we're going to do right now. That annoying. Uh, good. I don't know. All Might right. Uh, messages from the Marissa, Seaside, California. Ah, Monterey. Mm. I heard the little boy singing on <laughs> episode 76. It seemed to me that Tom's three-year-old was a little too comfortable with belting out <laughs> curse words, albeit a mild one. But keep in mind, I have been labeled a prude on occasion. I bet you have. Uh, You don't want to hear his normal speech. Yikes! Braxton, Atlanta, Georgia. I, for one, thought Tom's small son singing Make My Damn Movie opening song was funny. I've heard kids that age say much worse. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Yikes. I want to know! Don't leave us hanging, right? Is it shit? Is it fuck? Is it piss-faced dickhead? Uh, It might be all of those. What have you heard? (laughs) Tanner, Victoria, Canada. Thanks for addressing the topic of coming into a scene at the last possible moment. One of my biggest issues in writing scripts is the dreaded start late, get out early rule. Time after time, I get myself geared up to write a few pages and find out that I get lost in the words I'm typing. There you go. Before I know it, I've gone way too far and have to backtrack. I have a hard time with that rule. Clearly. (laughs) Did you proofread this message? The very first sentence would have been fine. Which is... Thanks for addressing the topic of coming into a scene at the last possible moment. The end, Tanner! <laughs> Patrick, Ithaca, New York. I look forward to the Make My Damn Movie podcast every week. I listen on my daily runs. 
Is that pooping? I don't know. It would it be could for me. be. The topics are fine, but I enjoy the banter between Mark and Tom more. Never Ooh. know what's going to be said. I'm always chuckling. That's nice. It's that good to laugh nice. when you're on the crapper. That's right. I'm just assuming <laughs> wherever you're runs. running. Yeah. Kenneth, Annapolis, Maryland. You guys should give it up. Your podcast isn't informative, entertaining, or funny at all. Thank you. Okay, we will. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Molly, Austin, Texas. It's ridiculous to point out crotchety, ill-tempered television characters and compare them to Mark when there are so many more surly characters in the film arena. <laughs> what about Carl Fredrickson from Up? Uh. Or Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid? <laughs> Maybe. How about Walt Kowalski, played by Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino? Now that's more like it. And for sure, Jack Nicholson's Melvin Udall in As Good As It Gets. Okay, listen, I'm not reading any more of these. That's a great movie. That's a wonderful movie. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. (sighs) I'm really not reading any more of those. Very upsetting. Go to makemydamnmovie.com. <laughs> yeah. If you do want to send us a message, but not like that, go to the thing <laughs> and do the stuff. It's time for the stupid movie quotes game. These are the last three. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. So we either recycle. <laughs> what are we going to do? Here's the choice. Tro- here's here's the, the choice. We either recycle these uh-huh. or I look for more. And we know I look for more is not happening. <laughs> no way. And that. we all know that recycling is good because I have already forgotten all those. That's true. We've kind of recycled a few here and there. Here's your first one. All right. If I'd ever had a daughter, I imagine she might have been something like you. Why is perhaps why I never reproduced? That gonna, is some weird dialogue. I'm not reading that again. No. You know it? Uh-uh. It's uh, Victor Melling. I'll give you the character name. Victor, Victor Melling. Melling. That that should do it for you. I'll give you the mean. actor's name that okay. played Victor Melling. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Miss Congeniality. Uh, yeah, Victor. I forgot he was in that movie. What? He's the main, main character. Okay, oh. here's your next live. He's the reason Cliff Notes were invented. That's my brain. Uh, Shakespeare in Love. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Troy. That's the character's name. We're going to go this Troy. route. Troy. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Oh, uh, 10 Things I Hate About... <laughs> Reality Bites. Reality Bites. Wow. <laughs> oh, what the hell am I... Th- <sighs> I don't know. I was- Next. Looks like someone's been down here with the ugly stick. Shit. No. I know this one, but I don't. I know. I'll give you the character name. (laughs) This is not. You know why I'm doing this? Why are you? To make you look even worse. Oh, thanks. That's great. Dusty Bottoms. The actor who played Dusty (laughs) Bottoms is Chevy Chase. Steve Martin is in this movie. Oh, 
man. Uh, um, three amigos. Three amigos. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'll be dang. That was awful. That really was awful. And really did make me look bad and it, feel bad. It should make you feel very bad. So, mission accomplished. Thanks. I'm happy about that. All right. We'll continue with the Trivial Pursuit cards, the TV version. Right? That I found TV in my question. <laughs> yeah, sure. I found them out in the garage with that. Okay, here's your first one. Okay. Who played Pepper Anderson in Policewoman? Hmm. Pepper? I don't think I've ever seen that show. Oh, well. It's Angie Dickinson. Here's your next one. Okay. From what series does the character Lincoln Hayes come from? Link. The Mod Squad. Clarence Williams III. Okay, next one. You'll get this one. Sit on it is associated with which TV series? The Happy Days. They got one. Wow. <laughs> okay, next. If you get this one. Uh-huh. You get a donut. Well, okay. <laughs> or even if you don't. <laughs> Who played the father on Family Affair? Brian Keith. Hmm. It was Brian uh, Keith. <laughs> Should we do the 90s TV trivia? Yeah, since, since I thought this? you were reading those at first. I don't know. No. In the Mighty Morphine Power Rangers, what <laughs> color ranger did Rita create to try to defeat the five Power Rangers. <laughs> I'll help you. The green Power Ranger. The green? What the fuck is okay. that? Okay. In which coastal town was Murder, She Wrote, set in? Uh, Cabot Cove. Where the hell is that? Maine? I don't know. Mm. Who played the part of Walker in Walker, Texas Ranger? Chuck Norris. Good. Which series would you associate creators David Lynch and Mark Frost? Uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, get that out. That was a good show. That was a great show. Okay, so there you go. You you weird. You did it. I did. You got a couple. Something. You did something. So I guess that's better than nothing. Oh, it's uh, the uh, thing, uh, the Make My Damn Movie Staff Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. Trying to regroup here, I guess, in my head. Got so many things going on. Did you watch Upgrade? What's Upgrade? My staff pick from last time. I think you can answer that question. No, I will, though. I'll. Get to it. Okay, what do you got for your staff pick today? I don't think you will, but okay. <laughs> We're going into the Wayback Machine. Okay. To 1948. What? The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a good I one. had this still in the cellophane. Really? In my CD or my DVD collection. Wow. I pulled it out the other day. I'm like, I, Why not? I haven't watched this in literally decades. I so. like that movie. Good. Okay. Oh my God, it was great. So it's about two Americans searching for work in Mexico, and they convince an old prospector to help them mine for gold in Sierra Madre Mountains. Mm-hmm. I like and that movie. It's really, really relevant when you watch it. 
it looks like they lifted a lot of things out, especially Vince Gilligan, who did Breaking Bad. He really borrowed heavily from this movie. It's, that it's makes all sense. about greed and what it can do to a person and how bad things can get. Hmm. Friends. Now, what year is that from again? 1948. Yeah, see, my dad made us watch that movie. He would really? make us watch different movies, and I remember that one as being one of them. There was like, a beheading really scene. They had to cut it out in the theatrical release, but uh, man. It's good. Pretty, it's a good movie. Pretty awesome movie. Okay, see there it. you go. I agree. Yeah. That one I agree with. Thank you. Finally. All right. Mine is Waking Up in Reno oh, from I, 2002. I've done that. It stars Billy Bob Thornton, Charlize Theron, okay. <laughs> the late Patrick Swayze, oh, and yeah. the late Natasha Richardson. What? Oh, yeah. wow. So Candy, Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. and Lonnie Earl, Billy Bob Thornton, are banging each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the issue. She's married to Roy who is Patrick Swayze, and he's married to Darlene, who is Natasha Richardson. Wow. And all four of them are best buddies. So at this point, the affair between Candy and Lonnie Earl has been a secret affair, but that changes when the dum-dums all decide to drive cross-country to Reno. Slowly but surely, things begin to unravel. It's a train wreck, but it's fun to watch. So check out Waking Up... In Arena. <laughs> have you ever I have seen, not it? seen that? But that sounds like a great cast. You should watch that because you lived in Reno. Oh, I did. As you earlier mentioned. See, I yeah, listened. You did. But uh, I knew that anyway. <laughs> but, and that's one of the reasons I picked it. Oh, and I don't yeah. know why I was thinking of Reno. I guess it was a nightmare I was having. But anyway, <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's a really good movie. I should use that on that that stupid thing we do on that stupid fucking podcast. Yeah, we're going to get all kinds of letters from Reno. Yeah. The biggest oh, little trailer yeah. park in the world. Let's hope not. Okie dokie. So dialogue that bites. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be mean and lean today, just uh-huh. like your dialogue should be. Dummies. <laughs> keep it lean. Keep it to the point. Again, this is not a lesson. This is just me bragging on how good a writer I am. <laughs> well, you used to go from eight lines, sometimes ten. Dude, there was some, now, yeah, sometimes ten to Four max. Four or less. Four max yeah. is like I'm sweating shit bullets, whatever <laughs> yeah, that is. You don't, you don't want to sweat shit no. bullets. No, you don't. You really don't. Trust me. And everyone I know says, wow, could you stop sweating? Okay. Anyway. So choose your words carefully, as we've said time and time again. Stay in tune with the character, the character's traits, the way they speak. Keep it uniform. Uh-huh. That's the main thing, in my opinion. Right? Of course, when you're reading that shit, you don't want all kinds of garbled crap and, you know, horrible spacing. You don't want a bunch of nonsense in there, like sweating shit bullets. (laughs) See, that? i got to write that down and probably put it in the next script. You might want to. My point is, is each character needs to have their own voice. You've heard that time and time again, but no one gets it. Only me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Award-winning writer right here. Yes, yes. Dipshits. Too many times the characters all speak the same way, and it's not good. So, sadly, 
that happened to me. Yeah. On numerous occasions. Just all the characters blended mm-hmm. together to be one. Until a Hollywood producer said, hey, dumbass, <laughs> you suck. You need to not do what you're doing currently. Stop sweating your shit, shit bullets. Dumb, dumb. So anyway, you got to keep the characters with their own voice. Yeah. Okay. And not only that, but the dialogue has to make sense. So I would well, read back some of my. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> well, very wait, important. Because I would read back some of my stuff, and it was like, and it was like, it was like Jerry Lewis dialogue. It was. Well, hey, lady. Hey, lady. Lady. When in doubt, hey, lady. It's true. Anyway, get the message out. In as few words as humanly possible. Yeah. And that's hard to do. I accomplished it <laughs> early on, by the way. But that is something that has to be done. I was going to pull out some dialogue. And I could You're easily, old. Oh, no. I could pull. I have that. it right here. Watch it. Don't. I, don't it's ter- it's tearing apart. Part. It's the big, big old printed version of the first draft of the first screenplay called Radio Chaos. At the time, it was called 1310, but that's yes, a whole other story. That's okay. a whole other story. But, you know, I go through this all the time, and I'm really glad that I do, because this had so many characters yeah. that weren't even relevant. That's true. Some you know? of them just needed to be weeded out. Yeah, and it's like, wow, I weeded out a bunch of characters, and that alone took away probably 15 pages right. easily. Yep. Okay, so that's the first thing people do, especially with their first screenplay. They go in and they go, I want bah, 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 400 characters. And then people reading it just lose track of who's who and <laughs> yeah, they don't care exactly. anymore. And that's really bad when you have everybody sounding the same. And everybody did sound the same in this original. Mm-hmm. And they really did. So all the kids at this radio station... Let me read the logline. A gung-ho teen in 1981 recruits college-age rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's rural radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. This radio station, this kid, recruited college-age rebels. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a dozen of them working there. (laughs) And the biggest problem with having a dozen of them working there is they all talk the same exact way. So... A good exercise is take the script, a couple of scenes, print it out, take a Sharpie and mark it through the character's name and just read the dialogue. Right. And, and see then if it, you can okay, name them. Yeah. Okay. Who's right. saying that? Who's saying that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ha, huh? nobody I could think of. It was <laughs> stupid. And you wrote it. And I wrote it. <laughs> it was a mess. <sighs> and I was sweating shit bullets the whole fucking time the other thing when you were writing stuff that was in your head and you couldn't get it out on the page a lot of people do that that's true they're writing garbly gook and they can't get their thoughts onto the page and paint a picture in a succinct manner yes that's the problem anybody can just blap out a bunch of shit i mean i'm holding i'm holding a bunch of shit right here I'm glad I have this. I say it all the time because I do go through it and I sweat shit bullets when I read it. But still, it's like, wow, this is awful. 
Well, here's I'm just turned to a page, and here's dialogue with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Look at that that chunk of eleven. Look at that chunk. And like, wow, that's a lot to read. And I can guarantee you, I think I have one screenplay with one dialogue part that is five lines. And it bugs the shit out of me to this day, but it has to be five lines. Yeah. It had to be. But people have way more than that. Oh, yeah. Like throughout the whole screenplay. And you can't do that. It's dumb. It really makes it difficult to read. Well, not only that, but if you have that much dialogue, it's just nonsensical Mm -hmm. at one point. People don't normally, well, except for me talk that much so it's just <laughs> and you're like what the hell's going on here i could take dialogue that was like five six lines yeah and then just whittle it down to two at easily least, yeah at least break it up with an action like if your no, character not, no. is given a speech or something well if, uh, yeah okay if they're given a speech you, you need yeah, to granted. break it up but I'll push back on the, if you have, you know, 10 lines of dialogue, just do some action in there. No, no they need to normally. say whatever they're going to say, in my opinion, in really three lines. And think about it. Uh, think about the image that you're trying to paint. You know what I used to do is I would sit in my office when I had the company mm-hmm. and I would sit in there by myself, blapping out dialogue. Yeah. And I'd look at it on the screen. And then I'd say it out loud. Right. And some of my screenplays have very harsh language in them. (laughs) All of my screenplays have very harsh language in them. So customers (laughs) come in sometime and hear the buzzer. I would walk in and hear you. Because I'm screaming, you know, you fucking mutt. (laughs) Excuse me? Hello? I'm leaving. And then I'd come around and I'd say, what do you want, you fucking mutt? (laughs) I'm staying in character is what I'm doing, sir. Where are you going? <laughs> Please come back. Uh, the door he leaves out the door, and I'm out the window. You fucking much! <laughs> God! Yeah. Anyway. Interrupting me! So there you go. That's my spiel. <laughs> spiel. Spiel. <laughs> Not only did I get a hard S in there. Yeah. I got a hard P in there. Popped a That's P. The spiel. Best. So there you go. I feel good about myself. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Okay, go to movie.com, I guess, and we'll see you another time. Or talk to you another time. Yeah. All right. See? Maybe? I don't know. Bye. Later. Later.